Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This is something that I have wanted to do for quite a while now. So it's very exciting that it's finally a reality. My name is Katie. I am a mindset and success coach. I work predominantly one-to-one with women to really help them level up their mindset, get clear on exactly what they want in life and how to get there. And the reason that I wanted to bring this podcast was to share the journey that I've been on, but also share the tools, the techniques, the advice that I give to my one-to-one clients to really help them to not only set goals, get clear on what they want their life to look like, how to get there, but really to work through the blocks that are holding them back from doing those things. So the fears, the comparison, the self-doubt, the overwhelm, perfectionism, confidence, all of these things that I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with. Um, How do we work through those to really live life in a way that feels good for us whilst also achieving those dreams and those goals um, and that idea of success that I'm sure we all have. So I wanted to use this first episode to talk about 10 ways that I have brought more happiness into my life. And I feel like over the years, I've kind of built up my brand as Positive Katie, Happy Katie. It's something that I get asked about all of the time and I've spoken on various podcasts about. Um, So I really wanted to use this episode to talk about the things that I've realized, some of the things that I prioritized or I've started implementing, which help keep me feeling positive and motivated. And I just want to start off by saying that happiness is not a gene. It's something that I have worked really hard on and consistently have to prioritize and give my time and energy to the people, the experiences, the things that make me feel happy and make me feel good. And really knowing that anything short of that isn't worthy of my time. So it is a choice and we all have the power to work on that happy muscle and bring some more positivity into our lives. So I really hope I can use this episode to inspire you, to put a smile on your face and hopefully encourage you to think about how you can also bring some more happiness and positivity into yours. My first point is committing to the rituals, habits and routines that make you feel good. And when I think about all the things that really brighten my day and lift my mood, it's all the little things and the little habits that make the biggest difference. And it's so easy to get caught up in chasing the big stuff. I mean, we all do it. We look forward to those weekends, those holidays, those events and really overlook the small details and the really basic things of how we spend our days, what we do in the morning, what we prioritize, what we say yes and no to. 
And it doesn't always need to be those big moves or those big milestones that bring us happiness. And really remember that those big moves are all made up of the smaller pieces, the smaller habits. So really focus on the little things that you can do consistently every day that make you feel good and make you happy. And remember, it's the habits that work for you. It's not the habits that work for your favorite Instagram influencer or that person that you look up to or a friend or a family member. It's really about getting to know what sets you up for a good day. What habits make you feel good? When do you feel inspired? Who makes you feel positive? I think awareness is so key and lots of us still don't consciously know the things that make us feel good and the things that we want to incorporate more of in our day. And then it's about really honoring those things and prioritizing them and being disciplined in fitting them in your schedule, just like you would a meeting with a colleague or catching up with a friend, actually really making sure those things are in your diary and prioritized as much as everything else. And if you don't know the things that make you feel good or what routines that make you happy, then experiment, play around and see Try starting your day in a different way. Try incorporating different things into your schedule or playing around with your routine and see what works for you. So for me, my morning hour is sacred. Every day looks slightly different, but every single day I give myself an hour in the morning to do the things that make me feel good. So sometimes it's going for a walk, sometimes it's exercise, sometimes it's having a leisurely breakfast, sometimes it's reading, journaling, speaking with friends. But I'm really strict about having that hour as my time in the morning to do the things that I want to do, which is so different to how I used to live my life before. I'd get up at six or before, rush out the door before I'd open my eyes, not be able to find my keys, forget my lunch. And I know if I start the day like that, it really sets my entire mindset. I feel stressed, angry, in a rush, and I'm all over the place for the rest of the day and feel like I'm constantly scrambling around and trying to catch up with myself. And especially while most of us have been working from home, it's been very easy to think, oh, I'll just set my alarm for 10 minutes before I need to roll out of bed and log on to my laptop. But actually, does that set you up in the right day? And play around if you take an hour, half an hour, 10 minutes, 20 minutes in the morning for you before you dive into work. See how it makes you feel. Some of the other things that I like to do in terms of habits are planning my day the night before. So not knowing um, the min- not knowing when I wake up what I'm doing that day or what my plans are or what my diary looks like it doesn't make me particularly happy. (laughs) So for me, actually looking over my diary, taking five minutes in the evening, just before I turn off my laptop to look over, what does the next day look like? What meetings have I got? What do I need to prioritize? When am I going to fit things in? When am I going to take breaks? Really, really helps me to wake up and feel like I know what I'm doing and I've got a purpose that day and I've got something that I want to achieve. And actually, similarly to that, it's being organized, not just with my diary, but being organized with all areas of my life. So even little things like making the bed in the morning and keeping my wardrobe tidy and washing up before I go to bed. I know that if I've got stuff everywhere and if I feel like I'm living in a mess and everything's a bit untidy, I know that that doesn't set me up for a good day if I'm waking up and I'm having to do last night's washing up or if I'm rummaging around in my drawers for that pair of leggings. Let's face it, it's going to be leggings, isn't it? (laughs) But actually being organized really helps keep me sane and that sets me up in a happy mood. 
And then the final thing is screen time and really limiting time scrolling on social media, time on WhatsApp, time watching the news and being really disciplined about that because it's so easy to get into a deep dark hole of scrolling and scrolling and completely losing track of time. And you're living life in someone else's mind, in someone else's points of view, in someone else's thoughts, in someone else's opinions. And really for me, scrolling through social media, it's great in some respects because I absolutely love connecting with people. I love connecting with you guys. I love connecting with my friends. I love seeing what everybody's up to. But actually it's having those boundaries and knowing when enough is enough and knowing when I need to put my phone away and when I need to be disciplined. And for me, it's having it out of sight, having it on flight mode, having it in another room, going out and leaving it at home. Um, similarly with the news, like I, my dad is always telling me off because I'm apparently not very clued up with what's going on in the world. And obviously to some extent it is important that we know what's going on in the world around us, but not at the expense that we're sitting there all day, every day being consumed by what is going on externally to us. And especially in the last year, I feel like I've watched the news a a lot more than I normally do, just obviously with everything going on. And I never watch the news and turn it off or read it on my phone and feel happy. So of course, taking things with a pinch of salt and knowing that there is obviously value in knowing what's going on in the world, but actually knowing when to call it a day and knowing when to limit those kind of things has been so critical um, in terms of keeping me happy. And then instead prioritizing the things that I do know makes me feel good. My second point is doing things my way and not getting fixated on whether on whether it is the right or wrong way or how other people are doing it. So really trying to avoid things where we're saying I should be doing this or this person does it this way, which means it should look like this or I should be doing this. And instead, really listening to way that I, the way that I feel, the things that make me happy, the things I want to do and the ways that I want to do them. So even things like how I'm moving my body it's very easy to look at how other people are moving their bodies and think that that's the way that we should be doing it. Even down to things like meditation or journaling, like meditation was a massive one for me. I thought, oh, I don't meditate in the way that I'm sitting cross-legged and sitting like a Buddha. For me, that was what meditation looked like. But who says meditation looks like that? There's no right or wrong way to do these things. And I think really tuning into what feels right for you. What do you want to do? How do you want to move? What job do you want to have? What do you want to read? And removing that expectation of what things should look like or what things should be like is actually so, so refreshing. And being selfish and walking away from the things that don't feel right for you and doing the things that do feel right for you. My third point is showing up today as the person you want to be. And I feel like this is manifestation 101. (laughs) And so much of the time we get so fixated on trying to change this outcome, obsessing over this goal that we want to achieve or this place that we want to be in our life and saying we'll be happy or we'll do this thing when we have met that person or got that job or set up that business or live in this house or got that car or fit in that dress. And what we really overlook is that the way that we attract all of those things is by showing up today as a person who's achieved all those goals, who has all of those things in their life. So for me, it was really thinking about what is the happiest, most successful version of me that's achieved all those things, that's living that life that I want to lead. 
and thinking about how would that person be showing up today? What would that person be giving their time to? How would they be starting their day? How would they be speaking to themselves? How would they be speaking to others? What would they be saying yes to? What would they be saying no to? What would they be tolerating? What boundaries would they have? How would they dress? And really starting to embody that identity today and stop waiting to be this perfect version of you before you speak kindly to yourself, before you wear your favorite dress, before you light that bougie candle on a Tuesday for no apparent reason, or before you say no to that event and really start becoming that person that's got all of those things today. And it doesn't have to be massive movements. Of course, you're not suddenly going to wake up tomorrow and you're this person that's achieved everything that you want to achieve in the next 10 years. But think about what are the small things? Like, what are you doing in the morning? What are you saying no to? Who are you spending your time with? What are you prioritizing? And really start to feed some of those things into your day today. My fourth point is celebrating others. And this is one of the things that makes me the most happy. Um, I'm really celebrating what my friends and family and other people that I don't even know sometimes are doing and their successes and not using that as comparison that I haven't achieved those things or I'm not in the same place as them, but using it as proof that those things are possible for me too. And it all comes back to that abundance and scarcity mindset. And just because they're doing it, because they've achieved it, because they've got that opportunity, because they've got those clients, they've got that promotion, it doesn't mean that there's none left for you. And really switching that in my mindset to really being able to be, be happy and celebrate that person's wins with them, it really gets you in that high vibe energy as well and creates joy in your mind, which makes you a magnet to draw those things in for yourself. So really using other pre other people's successes as motivation that you can have those things too, rather than it being a com comparison trap where you think they're so further ahead than me, I'm never going to get there if they've done these things, they've taken that opportunity away from me. Really remember you're on your own journey at your own timeline and you are your own uniquely handcrafted human from the universe and you're perfectly on time for you and those things will come for you as well and they'll come even quicker when you start reveling in everybody else's um, successes as well and celebrating with them. My fifth point is surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. So who are you around when you feel happy, when you laugh, when you feel inspired? Who are the people that cheer you on, motivate you to do better and really make you feel the good in yourself and just feel bloody wonderful? Um, and for me, it's really been about like checking my circle and tuning into how I feel when I'm with certain people and trying to be there more. So if I think back to when I was in the office, it'd get to like three, four o'clock and I'd feel pretty exhausted. And then I'd go out in the evening and I'd see some friends and suddenly I had this new life about me and I felt like I had so much energy. Um, and it just goes to show the impact of the people around you. And of course, we're all going to go through bad times in our life. We're all going to have days where we feel unmotivated, where we feel a bit rubbish about ourselves. But really knowing the people that you can go to that lift you up, that make you feel good about yourself, that put you back on track and prioritizing the people and the places where you feel loved and respected and not giving your time to low vibe people that make you feel a bit crappy. My sixth point is changing the conversation with yourself. And I feel like I could do a whole podcast episode on this. <laughs> it's really about getting clear on what is the conversation in the back of your head saying? What is that little voice 
on your shoulder or on the back of your head saying to you. And I think so much of the time, these things are so ingrained with us and they're subconscious. We don't even realize that these thoughts, beliefs, behaviors are happening because they're so ingrained in part of who we are. They've been there for so many years that it's difficult for us to recognize they even exist. So for me, the way I did this was journaling, really writing down those thoughts that I was having, the behaviors that I was showing when I was about to do something outside my comfort zone or doing something that I didn't think I was capable of doing. What was the back of the voice, the back, the voice in the back of my head saying when I looked in the mirror or when I made a mistake or even when I did something well, it was always caveating it with, oh, but you didn't do this very well. Oh, but this is going to go wrong. Oh, but you didn't do it as well as you could have done. And really writing down and capturing those thoughts, those behavior, those beliefs, and starting to reframe them. And this isn't an overnight process. This is something I've worked on for a long time. And this is one of the main things that I work with my one-to-one clients on, really getting clear on the things that they're scared of, the thoughts that they're having, and starting to create new ones that align with the things that we want to achieve with the person that we want to be. So notice for me, a big thing was noticing the way that I spoke to myself and the way that I spoke to other people. And we can be so nasty to ourselves. I'm sure it isn't just me. I'm sure the way that we speak to ourselves and that voice in the back of our minds is so different to the way that we would speak to our loved ones. So it's about really trying to reframe those thoughts, reframe those beliefs, reframe those behaviors to something more positive. And I know um, a lot of people love affirmations. um, So potentially some of the things that I do with my clients is taking those reframed thoughts and turning them into affirmations, having them stuck on post-it notes around their house. Like if I'm going into a big meeting that I feel a bit nervous about, I might write an affirmation on a post-it note and stick it next to my laptop. So if I'm feeling a bit nervous, I can glance up and look at it. Some people might want to include it in their journaling if they're journaling in the morning. Really having those reminders around you and actually I think one of the biggest lies that we're sold is when we've done the personal development work we're no longer going to have these negative thoughts we're going to be super lovely to ourselves all the time and of course those thoughts are less frequent and there are longer gaps between when you have them but the big thing for me has been about knowing when I'm having those thoughts and quickly being able to catch myself in it before it spirals into something negative. My seventh point is listening to your intuition. So if something doesn't feel right, listening to it. And sometimes we don't need to be able to explain things. We don't need to have this big logical answer of why it's a yes or why it's a no. But our gut is telling us to do it or not to do it. And always acknowledging that even if it doesn't make sense, you have to follow it because it's always there for a reason. So when you're making a decision or going through the process of deciding what to do, really removing that element where you think about what you should be doing or what people expect of you or what others might be thinking or others might be saying. And remember, if you're allowing other people to guide your decision, it means that you're giving that person permission to make that decision on your behalf. So remember that your gut instinct always knows the way and nobody knows better than better than you so don't constantly feel like you should be able to explain it to someone else or everyone else should get it sometimes you just have to trust your intuition and roll with it number eight is stop assuming 
and overthinking what might or might not happen. And oh my goodness, I have spent so much time and energy worrying about things, worrying about what someone's thinking, worry about what, what might happen or might not happen. And most of the time, it's just this little fairy tale story that I've made up in my head. And it's so easy to jump to conclusions. For example, somebody doesn't text back and you assume you've done something wrong. You go for a job interview and you don't hear back for a few days. So you assume you haven't got the job. You're talking to a guy and he doesn't reply. So you assume you said something wrong. You haven't spoken to a friend in a few weeks. So you assume they're annoyed at you. We do it all the time without even realizing we're doing it. So really, instead of trying to guess what things might or might not be or what people might or might not be thinking, trying to go into a situation with an open mind and letting what will be will be and trusting and surrendering to the things that you can't control. And so often that obsession and obsessive thinking around what might or might not happen or what they might or might not be thinking can actually prevent opportunities from materializing or pushing push things further away because we've already decided that outcome in our heads. So before you jump to conclusions, ask yourself, what, what are the other possibilities? What else might happen? What if I choose to see the good? And where's the evidence? Who says that? before you start creating this big story in your head. Number nine is allowing things to be easy. And why do we make things so hard for ourselves? I think we hear things like no pain, no gain. You have to work hard to be successful. Easy isn't good enough. We have to constantly be pushing and hustling and grinding. And I know if I think back to a few years ago, I thought success and happiness and achieving my goals looked like working long hours, filling every day with impossible to-do lists, pushing myself to breaking point and putting my life on hold to achieve my goals and having to say yes to everything. And it really takes the joy out of life. And it's such a shame that success is so often associated with overwhelmed, discomfort, exhaustion. And of course, there are going to be some chapters which are hard and tiring, but not every day, week and month needs to be hard. And I know for me, success doesn't look like any of those things. For me to have a happy and successful life, it's not working until midnight. It's not being stressed out of my brain that I feel like I'm going to poop myself. <laughs> it's not having no downtime to spend with my friends. It's not constantly pushing and forcing myself to be out of my comfort zone all the time. And of course, like I am a massive believer of taking action outside your comfort zone, doing things that scare you, being the best version of yourself. But not every day needs to be doing something huge that challenges you. Not every day has to be going to the gym and lifting a PB or running faster than the day before actually really just give yourself permission to rest, be calm, have some downtime and allow things to be easy. And I remember it was probably a year or so ago now, I went for a walk with a friend and I said to her, obviously I've got a bit more time on my hands because we're in lockdown and work isn't crazy busy. So I'm going to sign myself up to all these courses and I want to achieve all these things and I want to do all of these things that I've never had time to do before. And she just looked at me and said, why do we always make things so difficult for ourselves? Why can't we just allow things to be easy? Why can't we just enjoy the times of our life where we are able to take our foot off the pedal a bit, where we are able to relax, where we are able to just enjoy not doing an awful lot and not pushing ourselves to breaking point. So really just choosing 
things that are easy, incorporating things that are easy as part of our day. Obviously, we will have those difficult and challenging parts as well, but not every single part of your life needs to be push, 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 force, force, force. Sometimes you just have to surrender and let things happen and allow yourself to enjoy and relax and be calm and have some downtime without constantly forcing it to happen. And then my final point, number 10, is accepting that we all have days, we all make mistakes, we have sad days, unproductive days, angry days, tired days, and everything in between. So really, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't put pressure on yourself to be this perfect human that doesn't exist. Allow yourself to make mistakes, to be upset, to not finish your to-do list, and really trust that those things will pass and those things are there to be felt, their lessons to be learned, their emotions to be there as part of the journey and forgiving yourself and stop holding yourself hostage to decisions that you made or decisions you didn't make or things you did or things you didn't do or experiences you could have had that you didn't have. And just accept that we are all human. We all fuck up sometimes. We all say things we didn't mean. We all do things that we didn't want to do. And that's just part of the journey. So just being kinder to yourself and forgiving yourself for the things that you did that maybe weren't the things that you wanted to do or the things that you look back on and you think were a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. It was a lesson and it was there for a reason. So those were my 10 ways to bring more happiness and positivity into your life. Just to recap, number one was committing to the rituals, habits and routines that make you feel good. Number two was doing things your way and not getting fixated on whether it's right or wrong or how others are doing it. Number three is starting to show up today as the person that you want to be. Number four is celebrating others. Number five is surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. Number six is changing the conversation with yourself. Number seven, listening to your intuition. Number eight, stop assuming and overthinking what might or might not happen. Number nine, allowing things to be easy. And number 10, accepting that we all have those days and that we all make mistakes. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it this far. Um, I really do appreciate all of your love and support. And if you did enjoy the episode, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Please share it. Please rate, subscribe. It really does mean so much. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that this has inspired you to think about how you too can start incorporating um, some more things that bring you joy and happiness into your life. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.